Back in 2008, I came up with the idea of trying to develop an interactive media experience to challenge the brain in a very targeted and personalized way to improve function in the domains that we see decline with aging. So I have been a game player since I've been a kid, and it became a pretty quick link that the type of experience we're looking for is a video game. Hi, I'm Jennifer Abbasi for JAMA Medical News. You just heard from Dr. Adam Ghazali. He's a professor of neurology, psychiatry, and physiology at the University of California, San Francisco. And today we're talking about his work developing an unexpected therapeutic approach, prescribable video games. From the JAMA Network, this is the JAMA Medical News Podcast. Discussing timely topics in clinical medicine, biomedical sciences, public health, and health policy, featured in the medical news section of JAMA. I have two main hats that I wear. The first at UCSF is I'm the executive director of Neuroscape, which is a a research center. And I am also the co-founder, board member, and chief science advisor of Achille Interactive. Achille is a healthcare company focused on an entirely new form of medicine. These aren't the dime a dozen brain training games you can download for a buck in the app store and play on your tablet or phone. These are therapeutic video games developed by physician scientists and, most importantly, tested in clinical trials. The story behind Achille and Neuroscape goes back about a decade when Dr. Ghazali became frustrated with studying and reporting what he calls the bad news. How our brains change as we get older, making us more sensitive to distraction and less able to multitask. He wanted a new approach to improve these areas of cognitive control, starting in older adults. And that's how an early video game therapy called NeuroRacer was born. So I quickly realized that we couldn't actually build a video game to accomplish this goal with the skills we had in our laboratory. So I reached out to friends of mine that worked at LucasArts with the design of this game, NeuroRacer, and they volunteered their time and helped us build this game, which we call a closed-loop video game, meaning that as you, as a participant, play it, the game software is reading out your performance metrics and then challenging you appropriately based on your abilities. And so it took us almost a year to create NeuroRacer and to pilot it before we began a research study to determine how it can improve not just the ability of older adults to play the game itself, but their other cognitive abilities that were tested outside of the game domain. NeuroRacer forced the brain to multitask in a challenge that was constantly evolving with the player. Dr. Ghazali hypothesized that these mental gymnastics would translate into cognitive improvements. And it turned out he was right. In a study involving adults who were 60 to 85 years old, NeuroRacer improved multitasking and cognitive control. What did you learn from that study? The first thing we found was that they dramatically improved their ability to multitask, uh, reaching the level of 20-year-olds. So we, we first showed that they were impaired relative to 20-year-olds, which was a pretty strong hypothesis based on the literature around multitasking and aging. But what was most exciting was that we were able to improve not just their ability to multitask on the game, but independent tests that were done before and after of their sustained attention abilities and their working memory for faces. So very different from the game environment. These findings made the cover of the journal Nature in September 2013 and helped Dr. Ghazali launch Neuroscape, a brain research center and technology incubator at UCSF. 
By then, he had patented the treatment embedded in NeuroRacer and co-launched Achille Interactive. A much slicker game based on NeuroRacer, called Evo, could be the first product to come out of Achille. Evo is a video game treatment for pediatric ADHD, or Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. As Dr. Ghazali explains it, Evo is the pill that delivers AKLT01, the technical name for Achilles' lead investigational therapy. In December, Achille announced that AKLT01 had reached its primary efficacy endpoint in a multicenter randomized phase 3 multi-site trial of 348 children and adolescents with ADHD. Soon, the company will submit it to the FDA for regulatory approval as a medical device. If approved, Dr. Ghazali says AKLT01, potentially marketed as Evo, will be the first non-drug prescription therapy for ADHD. It would also be the first ever prescribable video game. Who is Evo for? Evo and NeuroRacer were really designed to improve attention abilities without being targeted at a specific population. But as we know, pretty much every clinical population that has impairments in cognition, so from attention, post-traumatic stress disorder, traumatic brain injury, dementia, ADHD, we find that there are deficits in attention abilities. So we now are addressing the larger hypothesis that Evo might have benefits in all of these clinical populations. Tell us about the game. So what's the experience for a player? So when a player is engaged in Evo, they are navigating a alien, a creature down a river. It actually moves through multiple different worlds now. And they are trying to maintain their position, despite the fact that there are obstacles in the way. So that demands a lot of attention. We call that the navigation task. While that is going on, there's another challenge, and that is to collect birds and fish, again, on this alien world, based upon a certain set of criteria that they know that they should be focusing on. And so they're tapping on the screen to collect, and they're using the accelerometer to navigate. And just as a NeuroRacer, both of these two challenges are getting more difficult as they get better. And the performance is being judged not on how they're doing on these tasks independently, but how they're doing on both of them at the same time. And so that's what the experience is like. It's pretty intense because you're doing more than one thing at a time, which we know is really challenging for our brains to do. And they are both pushing you to the limits of your ability in real time. Dr. Ghazali says the game engages the prefrontal cortex and its network with the rest of the brain. These areas and networks are engaged in challenges of cognitive control, including sustaining, selecting, and switching attention, tasks that factor heavily into gameplay. Those are the systems he's trying to put pressure on to improve attention. The recent Phase three trial was led by clinicians in the ADHD program at Duke University School of Medicine. The primary efficacy endpoint achieved by AKLT01 was a change in something called the Attention Performance Index in a task called the TOVA, or the Test of Variables of Attention. The TOVA is an FDA-approved diagnostic test for ADHD. Dr. Ghazali describes it as a really boring test of attention that's hard for anyone to engage in, especially children with ADHD. You take the test in a dark room. 
It's a black screen with just one white square that you have to respond to very rarely. So it's got rare targets, and there are frequent distractors, and no reward and no feedback. In the trial, the children's ability to perform in that context significantly improved if they had played Evo, but not if they had played a different video game. The researchers also looked at a range of subjective behavioral secondary outcome measures, like a change in some ADHD symptoms. There was a statistically significant improvement on average from baseline to one month for both the treatment and the control groups. But there weren't statistically significant differences in improvement between the groups. Dr. Ghazali pointed out that the study wasn't powered to detect a difference in these measures between groups. And how could this potentially translate into a real-life outcome? So what are you hoping to see in these children and adolescents? Yeah, so as we proceed to deploying this game as a treatment of attention, once we have much larger numbers, we could look for the non-quantitative signals of impact in real life in this very domain. How are they sustaining their attention in the context of situations that they find boring, which in many cases often includes the classroom and studying and reading. So that's why we're so encouraged because the test that we have documented improvements on is very much consistent with the same type of context that they have trouble deploying their attention in the real world. Okay. And why does a video game make sense for treating ADHD? Well, you know, we have relied almost exclusively, certainly in ADHD, for treatments that involve small molecules, what we call pharmaceuticals, that change neurotransmitter systems in general. What we're looking at here is a digital medicine that delivers an experiential treatment. And the video game is not really the treatment in that sense. It's, it's the delivery system. In many ways, it's like the pill. The, the treatment itself is this targeted adaptive experience that we find is effectively delivered through video game mechanics. The treatment is the ever-changing experience that requires exercising mental muscles. And the idea behind that is rooted in something far older than video games, using interactive experiences to harness the brain's plasticity and improve its function. According to Dr. Ghazali, ancient approaches like meditation and mindfulness practices are based on this concept, that if you challenge your brain through experience, you can improve its performance. The problem with these approaches in a clinical paradigm is that they're not deliverable in a highly reproducible manner, which makes them hard to test. And that's what makes Evo a breakthrough in Dr. Ghazali's mind. This technology takes the ancient approach of experiential treatment and makes it deliverable and consistently reproducible and testable in a randomized clinical trial. But what about concerns about the effects of screen time on kids' attention and cognition? Isn't a video game for ADHD counterintuitive? Well, that's complicated, Ghazali says. Studies of screen time suggest the type of content makes a big difference. And in the EVO trial, most of the kids were already playing video games. So if anything, the therapy was displacing some of that. The other thing to keep in mind, he says, is that EVO isn't an extended treatment. So assuming EVO is approved by the FDA, what will the dosing regimen be and what platform will it be on? 
Yeah, so assuming Evo is approved, we will be first distributing it on tablets. That will be the first delivery system, although that could change to phones in the future. The dosing will be the same as was offered in the phase three trial. So five days a week, approximately 30 minutes a day for four weeks. And we'll be exploring how long these effects last to determine when we have to boost with another dosage again. So that's the subject of future studies. And do you see it as an alternative to medications or do you see them working hand in hand? So the approval that we are seeking will be for monotherapy. But in reality, there's no reason to think that it might not interact in a positive way with other forms of treatments like stimulants. And it is the goal of future research studies. How does Achille plan to make the game accessible to kids from different backgrounds? So right now we're working on the business plan of how to distribute this and market this. This is the first time a product like this will have been prescribable. So there's a lot of things we we don't know yet that we'll be working on. Our goals are to, if not upon the launch of the product, although that would be wonderful, to have this eventually reimbursable by insurance like so many other treatments are. And so we're proceeding aggressively with trying to accomplish that goal so that we can have this available for as many people as possible. And what other types of conditions are you interested in at your research center, Neuroscape? Yeah, so what we've been really focusing on at Neuroscape is not so much the clinical conditions, but really going back to the drawing board and trying to incubate new types of technologies like Evo, but that work and focus on different cognitive systems and might have benefits across even a broader range of clinical populations. So we have new games that we have designed and developed at Neuroscape that, for example, take principles of concentrative meditation and bring that into a digital platform. We call that MetaTrain. We have another game that uses motion capture to challenge you both physically and cognitively at the same time. We call that Body Brain Trainer. And Body Brain Trainer also records your heart rate in real time so that you're being challenged not just at the level of your cognitive ability, but where you should be physically challenged as well. We have another game called Rhythmicity that challenges you to engage in more and more complicated rhythms with the hypothesis that rhythm, which involves anticipation and timing, is also a key factor in how our brain performs at a very high level. So we expect to get transfer there as well. And then we're looking at new technologies, for example, virtual reality to create more immersive environments that we think will also lead to better benefits. And then at the very, you know, sort of most science fiction sounding level, we're looking at brain stimulation during gameplay with both transcranial alternating current and direct current stimulation to see if we could boost the benefits that we're getting from gameplay alone. Okay. Well, how do you see this playing out in the clinic? Do you see physicians being receptive to this? Do you see parents being interested in it uh, as a new sort of treatment for ADHD? So I see in my personal interactions a tremendous amount of interest here at UCSF and parents that I talk to. I get emails every single day from parents that are frustrated with having only a pharmaceutical option to treat their children from from an FDA approval perspective. And physicians here that are also frustrated with having a limited toolkit to offer. So from you know, my own interactivity, I see great enthusiasm, but 
I do know that this is a paradigm shift that has to occur. You know, when I went to med school, there was a certain way of thinking about medicine, and it wasn't video games. As the folks at Achille get ready to submit AKL T01 to the FDA, they're also working on other digital medicines. With some customizations, the same type of treatment might have benefits on attention outcomes in people with conditions like depression, post-traumatic stress disorder, early dementia, Parkinson's and Alzheimer's disease, and multiple sclerosis. And more clinical studies are coming online all the time. In fact, another version of EVO called AKLTO2 is in early trials for ADHD in children with autism. Well, that wraps up this episode of JAMA Medical News. To listen to more podcasts and subscribe, go to jamanetworkaudio.com. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Google Play. Audio production for this episode was by Daniel Morrow. Once again, I'm Jennifer Abbasi, Senior Staff Writer for JAMA Medical News. Thanks for listening.